Hi, David. Hi, Julie. How are you today? I'm doing great. That's outstanding. I tell you, you know, we've been kind of working pretty hard and some people are making money and some people are not. I'm making money. I know you are. And that's fantastic. Yes. I'm not, but I made money already. We've discussed that. (laughs) You had a great sale last year. I did. But, you know, really, I am concerned that maybe November, December can be worse than July, August. Really? We normally think of July and August as being one of the worst periods to try to sell a home because it's hot, people aren't here, there's just not as much activity. I see November, December of this past, this past November, December is worse. So it's that time of the month. It's so exciting when it's that time of the month. I know. I I know you don't like it when I say that. (laughs) (laughs) The time of the month where we're going to go over the monthly statistics. We got a little behind with the holidays. We got a little behind with the holidays, our children being home from college and out of school. And now we're back on track. So the December monthly statistics for Pinellas County came out last week, and that's what we're going to talk about today. The that's national it. news is not favorable towards the real estate market right no, now. No, existing home sales, I learned yesterday, were down 44% last year. Wow. It's a big cut. It um, is. You know, and we talked about how new inventory and new homes and new construction has been um Pretty popular for a lot of reasons. Builders can offer a lower interest rate to uh, buyers. I mean, that that new construction stuff's been pretty good, but you know, mostly we have existing home sales here. I would agree, but you know, the new home sales in our market is a new thing. Pinellas County is built out completely. There's no available vacant land in large parcels, and so the new construction sales is something that is a different with infill building than we've really ever looked at before. I think it's driving price points and average price for homes. I think you're you're right on track. I mean, I think the fact that the land value is being well established. Yes. Then you can really understand what your home is worth. Right. Because there's I mean, I know that I was involved in uh, something. Well, I don't know. Can you really understand what your home is worth? Because the land value is shocking. We've talked about that before, but it's shocking. Yes. I mean, our property appraiser and our tax record, those sites, those municipal and county government resources show that, you know, our houses are worth 20% of the purchase. I mean, they are very low in what they value. And we've seen that and we've known it, but... I mean, it's even more prevalent when builders and prospectors are out there buying houses, tearing them down and building new, especially, you know, those houses that have double lots. I mean, that's what I was involved in. And it was, I have a client who's interested in, in you know, in a, in a double lot that has a house on it, 3,500 square foot, single story house, on the nicest street in St. Pete. I mean, super, super nice. And, you know, they want a couple million dollars for it. But the builder is willing to buy it, split it, and take a $950,000 cost position on each of the lots. Hmm. I, I had a property in Venetian Isles where the appraiser told me the land value was a million dollars and the sale price was one million two fifty. So I was right on track with what you're talking about. Yep. 
No, no, no doubt. And you know, I, I, I know of another situation where, um, a client and friend has, um, purchased a property on the South side. Um, and you know, it's two and a half million dollars. They're tearing it down. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but is it more than one lot? It's almost 300 feet deep. Wow. It's a big piece of land, but mm-hmm. all of the lots on that street are that big, mm-hmm. that deep. Wow. You know, it's like 80 to 90 feet wide and 100 and 275 feet deep. Mm-hmm. It's just the way those lots were platted and they're old. They're old lots, old houses. In that particular case, you're looking at, you know, maybe building for three or $4 million and deciding if you're okay in your position at six or seven built, finished brand new on the water with, you know, three quarters of an acre lot. Wow. Well, let's get into the statistics. What do you have for us today? Well, so the combined sales are down 10%. The new listings. Combined meaning single family condo townhomes. You got it. And the new listings are up 12.5%. The inventory pending, the pending inventory is down 4%. And the overall inventory of active listings is up 38%. On the inventory, new listings for single-family homes are up 11% in December. But they were up 20% in November, 10% in October, and 28% in September. I mean, those are big numbers. When the inventory rises by 20 to 30% each month, and then, you know, so we went 28, which is almost 30, 28, 10, 20, and 10. I mean, that's a lot of new listings. This summer, we were talking about, be aware of this situation. If you're thinking of selling, be aware. And here we are. It's it's happening. The inventory is building month over month. The listing inventory is high. The sales numbers are down. Yeah, those are new listings. The The total active inventory in October was up 1% at 2150. And then in November, it was up 13% at 2376. And now December is up 16% at 2222. Those are single family homes. So the total rise year-to-date monthly average is 17%. So the amount of inventory out there is up on an average 17% higher than last year. And I mean, that that's a, that's a lot. I mean, because if you look back, everything was 1,000 before that, 1,500, 1,480, 1,500, you know, 1,300. If you go back through the year, those numbers were much lower. Now we're well into the 2,000s of numbers of houses. That's a lot. It is. So the pending sales starting in January of 2023 was 918. And then it was 975, 1,000, 975, 950, 926, 900. That goes all the way through July. Then in August, it drops 25% to 812. And then it goes September 751, October 750, November 630, December 635. So we've gone from 1,000 and in the 900s down to the 600s 
in terms of new pending sales. Mm-hmm. And that translates into a likelihood to sell number that isn't, I like this from you. Isn't trending well. Right. Because you say if it's 17% of the houses sell, you only have a 17% chance of selling in that yes. month. Because <laughs> that's what the condos are. Right. So we were talking about a situation and um, I appreciate my client, one of my sellers of a condo uh, has a complex. There are 20 listings that are two bedroom, two bath, which is similar to what he's offering. And I've told him in November, there was one sale in December, there was one sale. And in January, there were two sales of uh, two bedroom, two bath units in his complex. You so, said there's 20 for sale? 20 for sale. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I said, that doesn't translate to a very likely to sell position. And so making sure that you're the most aggressive price is your best bet to getting a sale. His unit's vacant. He's not living in it. And that HOA monthly fee is in the $750 a month range. It's, it's a loss leader. You need to get rid of that thing. So... Yeah, if you're not going to move back in it or rent it and you want to get rid of it and take the money, mm-hmm. I mean, you just, I mean, and, and unfortunately, you know, you can cut the price and I think it helps, but, you know, I've seen a lot of people cutting prices and it hasn't helped. Well, look, I want to see, I want to address that because it's funny. Uh, I had a conversation with another person in a similar complex and, you know, I was looking at, what they purchase their unit for, people feel like they're losing money. Well, that's not really the case. Our market in this local area has improved 50 to 60% in some locations. And so, you know, these people purchase their units in, you know, the 150,000 range, and they're now selling them in the 300,000 range. They're not losing money. Like the scenario we've dealt with from 2008 to 2012. Right. Less than what they purchased. Right. They think it's less than what they were valued at a year ago is a different conversation. Yes. And so you're not, you know, I'm always trying to bring the positive to the situation. You're not losing money. And it's not necessarily that the market is going down. It's the law of supply and demand. And if you need to sell, you probably do need to change your price. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting. Two things. Two things here. I'll talk first of all about the dollar volume. So if you start looking back over the year, like I started in March on that previous statistic, in March, our sales were 600 million. Right before that, in February, it was 440. And in January of 23, we only sold $300 million worth of property. So then it goes up in April to 541. In May, it's 6.30. In June, it's 6.20. And then it's 539, 539. And in September, it's 5.08. October, we dropped to 4.50. And in November, 4.50. And now in December, it's 4.25. That's $200 million less sales volume in December than March, April, May, June, July. And look, that's just a slowdown of the market. We talked about a recession, and I said a recession isn't necessarily bad news. It's just a receding of the market from crazy town. Right, right. And I mean, it's it's fine, but you need to know 
what you're dealing with. And I, and you know what? That's one reason I love talking about these statistics. That's exactly right. You need to know what you're dealing with and you need to know what your situation is. I've always tell people real estate is time and money. If you have time, then you may get the money. If you need time to go faster, money adjustments might need to be made in this kind of scenario. That That's exactly right. I, mean, I had that conversation with my client this week. I'm like, I know you guys want to get done and you're impatient. Price is the only answer. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I'd be happy for us to work on this a little longer and extend out longer. You know, let's, let's sit on our number. Let's wait a few more months and see what happens. Um, but if you want to sell in the next one to two months, I mean, price is the greatest weapon. I mean, I can hold all the open houses that you want me to hold. I can uh, do tons of social media ads. We can uh, publish it in the Tampa Bay Times. All those things are great and it's marketing, but you know, the end of the day, the way you become more competitive and have a better value for your home in the market, lower the price or make improvements. I'm going to tell you this, the way that they judge the list price to sale price is based off the original list price that the seller listed the property at. So you can start out at a million dollars and you should have started out at 925. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when you lower it to 925 and you sell it for 925, it doesn't get reflected as 100% of list price. It gets reflected as a discounted price. So I've always liked to look at what something sells at and where it's listed when it gets an offer. So the original list price to actual sale price ratio. That's what they talk about here. It's really about buyers. So mm-hmm. it shows a buyer and what they're doing. So when a property comes out on the market, it's original list price and where it has to go to to sell. That's what the seller thinks they're going to get for it. And then what it sells for is what the buyer's willing to pay for it. So what's that number? Well, at this point, we have been under 100% for the last year. So it's been about 94 or 95. So there's been generally the median, which is the one in the middle in between half of them above and half of them below, but it's about 95%. So everybody's getting a discount. Right. So, so few properties are selling at 100% of the original list price or more that the middle of it in December was 956 It's such an important number to set expectations for sellers and help them understand that there is going to be some negotiation necessary to get a deal. In our last episode, we talked about when you get an offer, and this hasn't changed this month, it's probably more important than ever, is when you get an offer on your property, you better do what you can to try to make that deal work. Unless it's such a low offer because the buyers feel the strength in the market. We talked about this last episode. I mean, buyers feel very strong right now. And if I was working with a buyer, I'd be offering the same kind of discounted offers. Yes. I mean, just because there's so much inventory, buyers are so valuable. If you got somebody interested and they'll make an offer and it's reasonable, you need to think about how much longer you want to own the home before you sell. That's exactly the poignant part of that. How much longer are you willing to wait to get another offer? So let me ask you this question. Yes. 
So we know all about it. And all of these statistics tend to show that somewhere in February or March, things are going to be different because our market is cyclical and that's when it gets started again. It's interesting because the Fed's been talking about lowering the interest rate to 6% or below. And I wonder if that will coincide with the market changes. Hmm. Yeah. There's a few agents who have said, hold on to your hat. It's going to shift again. This is just a bit of a patience thing. And I think our market historically does, you know, we have to throw out the last three years, you know, of weirdness relative to COVID, low interest rates, and then high interest rates, because our market historically before COVID was pretty predictable. And now uh, it's a little more challenging to predict, but it's going to be interesting to see how things shift and adjust. If the interest rates do go down, people feel a little relief on that. Um, I still think we'll have some challenges. Uh, We've talked about this before, but I have a client who's very interested in a property and making a move for family reasons. And, you know, when we're talking about numbers, you know, I explained to them what the current interest rates are. And I said, well, what's your interest rate that you have on your current home now? And it's 2.78%. And so shifting to a mortgage payment that's going to be based on six and a half to seven percent, I said we really need to look closely at those numbers because what you can afford is not what you're currently in now. It's right. just not going to look the same. That's right. That's a tough move for people, I think. Back to the numbers, just talking about dollar volume in terms of the cyclical part of our market, the December twenty two sales was four hundred and forty six million. The January of 2023, and this is a year later, 24, but in 23, sales were 300 million. In February, they were 450 million. Those are huge jumps. And then in March, they were 615 million. That means that if you have a pending property, you go under contract in February and close in March, or you go under contract in January and close in February. That means that those numbers for sales closed in February, March are much, much higher. But the deal making happens happens in late January and February. Let's hope that that's the case. Let's hope. Yes. (laughs) If the deals are down and pending inventory is obviously down. So we know that's the case. Look, I'm always trying to reframe things for us and, and our listeners you know, there's a piece of this, which is more normal. We've been operating under such an unusual market where you put your place on the market and it's sold. It doesn't matter where you price it. It doesn't matter what condition it's in. It's just going to sell. And so we're just getting back to a normal market. It's important to pay attention to these numbers and understand them so that you can, you know, find the strategy that's going to work based on your time frame. It can't all be 2021. That was a big year. Everybody did great that year. Yes. But you know what? Now it's back to reality. So it's interesting because the new listings by initial listing price in the 600 to a million range, um, the new listings, raw numbers, 148, that's up 55%. Wow. That's a lot of additional listings between 600 and a million. In the million or more, there's a hundred new listings. That's up twenty five percent. 
That's pretty high. I think that could be driven by a lot of the new construction inventory in our market. Yeah, even pre-construction. Right. You know what I mean? Not built, just prospective. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll see how much it loads out. I mean, it's also considered... I mean, I also think it's driven by people's unrealistic expectations of the value of their home. Yes. It's funny because you were pointing at that chart from 2021 and the price points were still high in 2023 at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, the numbers are high. And so when people think I'm losing money, the market's going down. I don't necessarily agree. I think things are tapering, but is the you know, are the prices truly going down if you purchased two years ago? Not, We're going to find out. Not yet, but we will. We're we'll going to f- find out. We'll find out. <laughs> but I mean, I think that, um, you know, I think there's a great chance that we get into February and March and all this inventory that's sitting out there gets eaten. Well, that's that's a hopeful uh, <laughs> theory. Let's hope. Hope, right. for, hope for the best. I think the recap today is just that we believe that the market's getting ready to get better. We've been through a couple of tough months. We've seen the inventory build. The interest rates are high. The insurance rates are generally unreasonable. It's just been a difficult time. And we've been through that. We recognize that November, December, you know, historically has been a difficult time. And we're, we're seeing that now trying not to overreact to it and assuming that, you know, the pattern of our market edits, it's been so many times come February, March, a lot of deals get made and there's a lot of closed sales in April, May, and June. I love that recap. I think it's pretty on point. Well, this has been the Real Property St. Pete podcast. I'm Julie Jones with Remax Metro. And I'm David Van, and we hope you have taken something away from this podcast. Thanks for listening. 